Okay, so we are continuing in Nesiva Voda Per Gimel. And we had one little piece left over uh, in discussing the Tfilus Keneged Avos Tiklum, that uh, the Avos established the Tfilus, Avram Shachris, Yitzchak Mincha, and Yaakov Moriv. And uh, so here the morale adds a couple of points. First of all, it's appropriate to daven shachris at nates, and that's because that's the very beginning of the day. So everything else that you're going to do, of course, we serve Hashem in many ways. We, and we do many different things. Uh, what are some of the things that we might do that are missing throughout the day? Arnosa, even learning, right? Learn, eat, all sorts of things, right? So now, but but fundamentally, all those things are don't say as clearly, I am a servant of Hashem. I was created to serve Hashem as much as does tefillah. Even learning of Torah, which is really a higher madrega than tefillah, nonetheless, it, it, it doesn't say it clearly that you're, you're an Eved Hashem. Because theoretically, a person could be learning Torah and he's learning it because um, you know, he really wants to, I don't know, understand something or whatever that may be. Tefillah is definitionally that you're asking from the king. Right, but in terms of the person's kavana or their intentions overall. He's turning to Hashem as, 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 as the king and asking him for things. So even you know, think about it like this. Let's say, you, let's say you take a person who's not yet religious. You know, a yid grew up right? Doesn't know much. Then he starts getting interested in Yiddishkeit. So what do you do? Yeah, he's not sure if he believes in God. He doesn't believe in God, right? Whatever. So, so what, what does a good Kiruv rabbi do? Start learning Torah with him, right? What does a good rabbi, Kiruv rabbi, know not to do? Don't bring him into like a hour and a quarter chakras minion. Like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna start praying to God for like an hour, right? Why? Because prayer is fundamentally, like, very, very fundamentally, an act of service to Hashem, of a voda. It's an openly religious activity, right? It's a clearly religious activity where you there's no in Torah. Yeah, of course we're learning the Dvar Hashem, but but we're discussing interesting things and challenges and and what does this mean and what does that mean and whatever that may be, right? Whereas in Tefillah you are coming to serve Hashem, similar to Tefillah we know is. Uh, was established, which is going to be the next thing we're going to be talking about, of course, is carbonus. Right? When you bring a sacrifice, there's no mistaking of what's happening here. Right? You're, you're sacrificing the... You're sacrificing to... Well, animal, yes. But more importantly, to whom? It's clearly an act of service to God. Okay? So therefore... The very first thing that a person should do when uh, in, when the day starts, uh, the, the very beginning is tefillah. That's nates. That's the concept of nates. That's uh, why it's a such a praiseworthy thing to daven nates because of that. Okay. <coughs> now we'll talk about obviously if. Uh, person schedules the rest of our lives don't work with the sun clock right so uh, if you has to be at work every day by nine it's hard to dictate your schedule by nates because then 
your harus is always going to be thrown off, etc., etc. But we're talking about an ideal world, okay? So Nate's, Nate's that, that's why. The, the reason why, in other words, so let's ask you, what, what's the mile of Davin Nate's? The answer is because, because the whole Avram Avinu represents the beginning of the creation of the world, right? That's, that's what we spoke about last time. I know we thought in between. Uh, we might have forgotten a little bit, but that Avram Avinu is Avraham Behi Baram, that the world is being created, was created for Avram. Avram is the beginning of the whole creation, of the purpose of creation. He's the first person to establish this concept of serving Hashem ever since the hate of Adam Rishon, which was during, still during Sheshit and Abraham. So after, while the world was still being created, there was that breakage. So afterwards, the, the, the first place where it becomes real is Abraham. So that's the beginning of the, war, of the creation of the world. And then, of course, Yitzchak is the completion or the end of the, when the world comes to its, to its uh, shlemus, or to, to maturity, when the world reaches maturity, adulthood, so to speak. Right, and that's why there's what to be praiseworthy uh, to, to daven im dam dumi ashemesh to daven with the redness of the sun. The redness of the sun means sun rise and sunset. No, no, no. So that means in the yeah we did mention last time there's a machlekes, but that's uh, the way that the morale is explaining it is going to work. Is going to work, yeah. With uh, that's a different point. There's, there's other aspects. We'll see. It may have more to do with carbonus, for example. The mincha carbon was brought at uh, you know uh, earlier. Um, the, 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 the mincha was usually brought plug. What? So that means with the with the either with the Yudav and Shachers with sunrise and Yudav and Mincha close to sunset. So both with the yeah, the completion, exactly. And by completion we mean full maturity when it's come to its to its uh to its uh um, And then of course there's the Final part, which is the evening prayer, the the Arvis, and that's when the world comes back to Hashem. It stops, it stops being an independent entity, and uh, and recognize, you know, reconnects to its source. That's so. In other words, the whole time we're, we're, we're Avram, Yisak, Yaakov. That's the progression of the whole world. And just like on a large scale, from the beginning of the creation to the end, that's what it's going to look like. So to every day has that, in a miniature way, we wake up, we're full of energy, we rise up out of bed, like it says, Avram got up to, sta- you know, to stand in the place where, where he spoke with Hashem, and then Yisak went, right, uh, went out to Lasuv Soda, so that's going, that's... Um, expressing yourself out into the world, and then Yaakov, and he lay down to sleep there. That's the, that's the coming back. Those are the three. Okay, that's all mitzad the avos. This was fundamentally we're finishing up what we spoke about last time. Now we're going to talk about the keneged tmidim tiknu and the. Three fields were established corresponding to the carbonus. So now the carbonus is a little bit more difficult. With the tefillahs, we had Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. With the carbonus, how many tmidim, uh, the daily offerings, how many daily offerings are there, Yosef? Yes, carbon time. How many is that per day? Yeah. But there's it's it's two sheep every day, right? One in the morning and one in the afternoon. So what's 
what's supposed to stay burning and the tour is supposed to stay burning? It doesn't stay burning. No, the fire stays burning, right? Which fire? Oh, the fire itself for the Philippines they have. Yeah. Now it's true that this carbon is called the carbon tumid. Uh-huh. Now tumid implies what? It's continuous. So, now this, so first of all, a simple level it can be that the continuous means it's brought every single day. There's never a day when it's not brought. It's not like other carbonos. Sometimes you bring this one, sometimes you bring that one, whatever it is. There is a carbon tumble that's brought every single day. That's the first thing. Is there but, a the Talmud was interrupted. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, so it's morning and afternoon. Oh, exactly, exactly. That's the question. So the, so for first, just to finish off the Talmud statement, yeah. So how does it Talmud? So again, one shot is Talmud means that it's every day without interruption. And like you pointed out, that was the Hurban, that was the terrible destruction, tra- the tragedy of Shvaser Batamus is the Talmud, which was Talmud always, was bottled. Yeah? Uh, it uh, makes it, uh, it's not a Talmud anymore. Even after you restart it, it's not a Talmud anymore. The Talmud is Talmud, always. But the other shot in Talmud, and as the morale says, is since it bookends the day, one in the morning and one in the afternoon, so then it defines the entire day. What does it mean to define? Define, if I draw you a picture, a, a, a sketch, right, of a, I don't know, a boy, right, whatever, or a chair, right? I don't have to, co- I don't have to color it in. Right? As long as I define the outer perimeters of it, the outline, then then that's the whole thing. Yeah. So too here that the the day begins with a tumid, the day ends with a tumid. So that means that the whole day is defined as a day of bringing carbonos to Hashem. Sometimes, sometimes towards that, doesn't it? You, don't, you don't have to necessarily wait till the very end. Milchak Tan is, is when they would usually bring it. Yeah. Night is it's not the day anymore. It's not the day anymore, night. I'm talking about the day. Day is when the world is here. The day is when the world is the world. So, uh, once the day is over, then it's over. Right? So now, so what about Marv? What about uh, the third fila? With the Avos, with Avram, Isaac, and Yaakov. Right? But with the with the Carvalho, seemingly we only have two. So the answer is the burning of the uh, Hector, Chalavim, Avarim, Avarim, is that if, as long as you got, as long as you slaughtered the animal, you sprinkle this blood, you got it up onto the Mizbeach, it's burning, uh, the different parts of it, the different limbs or the different innards are being burnt on the Mizbeach, even if they have not yet been burned by the time it already turns nighttime, it's fine, you, they, they can continue being burned and they can uh, burn at nighttime. So, as long as the blood was brought, uh, was brought to Uzbek, etc. Even if it falls off, you can put it back on. So the point is that there is an aspect of service which is happening at nighttime, which is the burning up the remnants of 
the Karbalas that were. But notice there's a very big qualitative difference between those things. <coughs> Besides the fact that um, you know, here it has to be something that already was started from before. But more importantly, it's a whole different thing that's being done in the carbon tumid in the morning and in the afternoon. You have an entire animal. It's a, it's a it's an animal shalim. It has to not be a mum in any way. It has to not have blemishes. It has to have a tzura of, of an animal. It has to be a full animal altogether. It has to be alive and and you, you need to sprinkle its blood. Okay? Whereas by the nighttime, it's totally a different thing. You're talking about burning up any remnants. Now those remnants are all chopped up and they're all half burnt and they're whatever, you know, whatever there is, right? Uh, that's a, it's a whole different thing. So that's we're gonna have to understand what that represents. Okay, so here we go. Um, so first, the, we're gonna understand what what is the difference. Obviously, if one opinion in the Gemara says that the teals were established corresponding to the avos, and the other opinion says the teals were established corresponding to the carbonus, so there has to be, first of all, elu ve'elu divrei kim chaim. For sure, each one is correct. Each one is bringing out a different facet of of the tila. So. Uh, what are those two facets? So the morale explains that whenever you are talking about a creation, Hashem creating the world, that's what we're talking about, Hashem creating the world, Hashem maintaining the world in a created state, right? The world in that maintained state reaches its perfection, etc. And it relates back to Hashem, right? So we can view it as the world, so to speak, coming out of Hashem, being expressed out of Hashem, um, and that would be corresponding to Avram, Yusuf, Yaakov, the purpose of the whole creation, etc. That's what we've been speaking about until now. But there's a whole other way to look at it, which is the world relating back to Hashem. It's like when we look back up and we say, hey, where did we come from? Where did the world come from? Let me, let me trace back where, where this is all coming from. That is going to be corresponding to the carbonus. Because we said before in the first paragraph, carbonus is the recognition that really everything here belongs back up there. Everything here is from up there. So when I bring a carbon... I'm declaring, although I'm here, and although there seems to be lots of stuff, and um, independence and whatever, but really I recognize that it all traces back to the source. That's what the carbonos do. A hundred percent, right. That's why it's like in place of me, Right, all, all, all that stuff we discussed back in the first paragraph. Okay, so now, according to that, the world relating back to Hashem relates back to Hashem in two ways. It, it relates to Hashem like the Der Hashem begins the very first Simon of Der Hashem. Vuhu shehimtsi umamtsi es kol Translate. created and maintains very good everything that is in existence right so those two correspond to shakras and mincha I mean the, the morning offering morning carbon and the afternoon carbon why because the morning is where you see the world so to speak created right and you're like wow this all came from Hashem I have to recognize that I can't just stand by and you know, twiddle my thumbs or uh, you know whatever it is uh, in such a situation. When I see the world come into creation, 
I'm obligated to recognize who created it that it's coming from Hashem. So I'm going to take an animal which represents myself, or represents my possessions, whatever it is. I'm going to give it back to Hashem by, and therefore say, the world wasn't created from nowhere. Yeah, it, it didn't just always exist, or it didn't just accidentally pop into existence, uh, you know, contrary to what some people might want to believe, right? So as soon as I see the world come into existence in the morning, I need to recognize this world was created by Hashem. So I do that by bringing a carbon to Hashem, saying, really, Hashem, without for you, there would be no creation. That's first. Second of all, is when I see the world developing, maturing, coming to its fruition, coming to its adulthood, so to speak. And that happens in the afternoon. So I also can't say, oh yeah, yeah, sure. Hashem created the world, but then afterwards it kind of went by itself. You know, like the clockmaker thing, right? The clockmaker analogy, right? No. The Hushi Himsi Umamsi. As Komashinsi So what does that mean? Himsi Umamsi. Created and maintains. Yes, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. give you a second swing at it. Don't worry, we'll come back to try it again, okay? Himsi umamsi. Okay, himsi is to bring out, mamsi is to maintain. Okay, the point is the world has to also be maintained in its existence. It's like a, just because you lit a candle, yeah, the, uh, uh, that's nice, there's now there's light. But the light is only going to continue being if the candle continues to burn. If you run out of oil, there's not going to be light. Just because you started light, you need to continue maintaining the light. It has to be created and maintained. Well, hold on a second, Omid. Wait a second, hold on. That's going to be that's going to be Marv. No, 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 no. That's going to be step three. Where is Marfan? Okay, exactly. That's where we're going next. But hold on, hold on, guys. So, the point is that, um, that the mincha is. You see, wow, the world is developing. The world is, you know, look at this. Now we got electric cars, and like, wow, you know, all this stuff. I have to recognize this is, all, this is Hashem is maintaining the world. Hashem is guiding the world. He's being manhig. Not only see the borei. But he's also the manhig. I always see the creator. He's also the guide. He's the one guiding the world to where it's going. Those are two different things, and they both need to be recognized. That's the Talmud shall shachris and the Talmud shall bein harbaim, and both of those are animals with a full tzura, with the with blood being brought, etc. Because we have an entire world that the world has to, you have to recognize either what, where it was created from or what's maintaining it. That's represented by the animal. Whereas the, the, um, the burning up of the limbs and the innards that happens at nighttime the point there is, and even on the days, what did you ask me? What about on the days when there was nothing left over? It happens to be everything got burnt up before it tastes like a chavah. Before nighttime, it was a, it was a slow day on the, on the Mizbeach that, that day, right? Not so many sacrifices brought, and fire was raging. It was nice, good wind, whatever it is, fire was raging. Everything was burnt up before, before nighttime. So what, there's no Marv? And it's like this. The point of the third avoda of the Hector uh, Avarim and Padarim is the negation of anything else. That there shouldn't be anything left over. Hold on, first, first of all, so therefore... Even if there's nothing left, you still did. You still got the job done. Yeah, it's not like there's a 
extra. Oh, quick, let's let's uh, shuck some more animals so that there should be something that's still burning at nighttime. The point is, nighttime is the cleanup, the, the negation of of whatever is there. It's just that the point is that nighttime is the recognition, <coughs> like Shlomo said, of Ain Old Milvado. There's nothing but Hashem. Is that, I mean, if it's Shakras, we recognize the world was created by Hashem. And Mincha, we recognize that the world is being guided to its perfection by Hashem. That Marv, we recognize there's nothing but Hashem. And think about it, at night time, nowadays we have electric lights, so we get a little bit, we're not so uh, regular, we're, we're not so intuitive maybe anymore. But if you imagine living in a world without, without so many uh, artificial lights, yeah? And all of a sudden, the world goes dark, right? Like, if you weren't familiar with the fact that tomorrow, Hashem and His kindness will recreate everything, and Hamachadish Butuva B'chol Yom Tabit Maise Barashis, that He... We will recreate everything and bring the world again back to life, so to speak. So really, nighttime is like the uh, like in a person's lifetime. There's a birth, there is a uh, adulthood, and then there is the nighttime, right? Passing away, right? And that's that's the night, right? That's when things go dark. So the world, so the world. Lights out, right? And you're like, whoa. We thought that day was going to last forever, right? Like, and that's it. Now it's like, it's over. You said that that was the, the, um, the secular, non Jewish day. That's why nighttime is supposed to be like the start of the day. No, nighttime is for recognizing all the breakages and all the lacks. It's the time to do Hashban Nefesh and to think about, okay, what am I going to need to work on tomorrow? That's, that's, but uh, nighttime is for sure a time of dinim, it's a time of you know uh, danger, it's a time of bittle of, of, of Mitzis. There's also, maybe, maybe what you mean to say is nighttime is also a time for miracles. As we spoke about during Hanukkah, that so you light Hanukkah candles when you're transitioning from day into night, because that's a time that miracles can happen. But again, that's because the rigidity of, of the reality of the world, so to speak, is loosened at night, because the reality of the world begins to kind of fall apart at night. Of Novado, because because the point is the the burning up of anything left over that it's clean. If, if in the morning there is the animal that's being presented and Hashem, in the afternoon there's the animal being presented and Hashem. There is the world and Hashem, the world and Hashem. At night, clean. Nothing and Hashem. Ain't old Milvado. Nothing and Hashem. There's nothing but Hashem. Yeah. So, so is it to say something like sacrifice is basically bringing together the world and Hashem, right? We're elevating other sacrifices, we're elevating something worldly up to Hashem, right? But Mario, there's there's no sacrifice, so we're saying there's no there's just nothing on this side, right? The world has no side, it's just That's right. It's just Hashem. Very good. Perfect. So that is <coughs> and that says the morale is the reason why if the shachras and mincha are a chiv or an obligation so Gibor says marv is a rishus the evening prayer is a rishus it's a it's a it's like an extra credit it's a bonus that a person could choose to to daven now the riff and all the rishonim already say that 
we were Makabal and all of Klausville together were Makabal Mariv as a Chova. So Minigashal Torahu and there's obviously nowhere to move from that and it's a tremendous Midas Chasidus that Klausville took upon themselves to accept it as a Chova. It's a beautiful thing. But still we want to understand what is the fundamental difference between Shachar and Mincha on the one side and Marv on the other Shachar and Mincha is a Chova and Marv is fundamentally Rishos. Okay fine, we do it all the time but, but it's fundamentally Rishos. And, and there's even Nafkaminis Halachal um, nowadays. If, uh, if another mitzvah presents itself so but it's but if you're about to daven mincha, let's say, there's another mitzvah presenting, presenting itself. Well, okay, but I'm about to daven mincha. It's also a mitzvah. So you daven mincha. Because you're already involved in this mitzvah. You start saying asher, whatever it is, right? My shame came by Mariv. So it's a So, okay, so then go do the other mitzvah. Maybe then you'll come back and you pick up Mariv later. Anyway, it could be nafkamin is halach But be that as it may, the... Um, the point is because Shachris and Mincha is mitzad this world. It's from it's from our own perspective. Meaning, I, I, as a created being, must absolutely recognize that I'm created by Hashem. If I don't recognize that, I'm like denying my own existence. So my existence demands that I daven Shachris, because where did my existence come from? The fact that I exist says that I must have been created. The fact that I exist says that I'm being maintained in my existence. But the fact that I exist doesn't itself say I don't exist. So, so in other words, from my own being, right, I... I must admit, I must uh, recognize that I'm created and that my creation is being the, uh, being maintained and being uh, sustained. That's the obligations of Shachris and Mincha. The Tamit Shal Shachris and Tamit Shal Bain Harbain, the afternoon. Whereas my own existence doesn't necessarily say that I don't exist. On the contrary, if anything, my existence says that I do exist. Uh, one of these uh, profound statements that people have never thought about it longer than a minute and probably don't even know what it means. What people like to repeat is, I think, therefore I am. Right? So, okay, so, uh, right? Wow, very deep. What, what, what does it mean? I have no idea. Right? But, uh, the, the point is that, so, you, so you're saying you are. So Mariv, therefore, doesn't, Mariv, the recognition, Enod Milvado, doesn't automatically come out of my own existence. My own existence doesn't demand that I recognize that. That happens to be, it's true. And therefore, if I can, so to speak, step out of my own skin, right, and recognize this greater reality. It's like a higher level recognition. If I can transcend my own existence, then I can see that really ain't old Milvado. There's nothing but Hashem. What? How does one do that? No. You, you need to do that in order to have a successful mark. Um... So the truth is, it's not so simple. Rav Tzaddik in Tzitkas uh, Tzaddik says, even to say such a thing just shows the greatness of the man. It's like mind-blowing to say such a thing. He says, he asked the question, he says, why is it that four chakras, to Davi chakras, were given four hours. From Nates until four hours, we have four hours to put ourselves together, to gather our thoughts and our emotions and really recognize that we are created and to manage to 
do such a tefillah? Four hours, okay? That's a decent chunk of time. For Mincha, we have... Um, However many, you know, let's, let's say let's say we're talking about from Mintan until the end, so uh, two and a half hours, right? Um, but from Maruv, technically, and if you mess up and you don't daven by technically you haven't the entire night. She says, why is that? Why you have the entire night? He says, because to come to that recognition of Enol Novada, of recognizing all there is in Hashem, when there is no world testifying to the creation of the world, it's dark outside, and what you're trying to do is get out of your own existence, like what the Maral is saying over here, and recognize Enol Novada, he says, if only, and maybe, maybe, if you spend the whole night thinking about it, then you'll be able to you'll be able to come to such a realization. <laughs> the point is hard. Marv is the hardest one of the three tefillahs. Yeah, it's a, it, it is a it is a difficult tefillah. People are tired, also by the way, but the tiredness can actually help. You know, because when you're tired, you're like, oh wow, yeah, I don't, I really don't exist. <laughs> yeah, like look at this, I'm I'm like literally about like if I don't. Like, if I don't get a rejuvenation of my spirit, you know, I'm like on my last uh, last legs over here, you know. Like, so bat- battery's dying. Right, right, right. Which is. Yep, okay, I hear it. Um, yeah, that's, by the way, one of the reasons that we discussed this last time, uh, but this would tie in well over here, that a person should not eat dinner before davening Marv um, and should not sleep before davening Marv. Now, that means, specifically, half an hour before the time of Marv, and it means when you're assuming that you dab Marav first, you know, when the stars come out, right? So nowadays, things are a bit different. I mean, nowadays, I mean, if you have a minion Kavua, that you're going to be going to, let's say you're going to go to Kolel, you're going to be learning Night Seder, and then there's going to be Marav, so there's no concern you're going to miss it, you're going to... Uh, so then, th- that's not a problem. But the the concept is still nonetheless that by sleeping, by eating, you're uh, really engaging in you know kind of giving life to yourself, and Marv should be really kind of pushing on our last effort. Right then, you can go home. Then you can then you can continue to eat something. Go to sleep, whatever it is. Okay, in ideal world, but uh, if you're diving more at 9:30, then it's probably not going to work out unless you follow the Ramos advice and you don't eat anything six hours before you go to sleep. So then you just eat early dinner and then then you're good. I think it's five or six hours before going to sleep. You shouldn't eat anything. Yeah. So if you're going to be going to sleep at 10, so. You're done eating by four, so then you're good. Yeah, okay. Good. Anyway, so that was a little bit of a tangent, but um, okay. So then that gets us into concept that we spoke about before, which was we mentioned the importance of davening nates, right? And the importance of davening nates, first, which is the first opportunity, really. I mean, Bidjevid, you can daven earlier than that, but but uh, as far as what's Lakathila, the correct way to do it, nates is the first opportunity to daven. So 
and, and we said that the fact that you're a created being, so whether it be that the world came out of Hashem, was created by Hashem, that's one, or alternatively, the recognition that we came from there, that would be either Avram Avinu or the Talmud Shoshachris. Again, one is from Hashem, being created from Hashem, the other is recognizing that we came from Him, I mean, from up to down or down to up. That's the Avos versus Tmidim. Yeah? Uh, but either way, the Nates is, uh, is the right thing to do because of that. That's what I, this is what I was created for. I was born to serve, right? You know, motor, motorcyclists have a born to, what do they have on the, born to be wild or born to ride or whatever it is, right? So we're born to serve. What? For what? Yeah, but we're talking about chakras right now. No, yeah, true. Okay. So anyway, so corresponding to that, the Gemara Brochas and Avhei Amud Beis says, Abu Binyamin used to say about himself that there are two things which he exerted himself very much over his entire life. There's two things he tried his best to fulfill. That he should always pray next to his bed and that his that the head of his bed should face towards the north. What? Face the door? What? Listen, uh, okay, that could be, maybe that's a different point. It's a different point. But, um, and my bed should be placed between the north and south. And we'll see that the Mepharsham explained that means that the head of his bed should be facing towards the north. We'll see why that is. Okay? So the uh, so the first let's just first focus on the first one, which is that always to pray next to his bed. So the Gemara says, what does that mean? To literally stand next to his bed and pray is not a very uh, first of all. If, if he's praying next to his bed, his bed could be interruption between him and the wall. It's not a good thing. Uh, so no, it means to pray next to his bed means. As soon as to, he would get up, which would be obviously before the break of dawn, to get up and start davening, so that by the time Nates comes, he'd be he'd be in the Shmonesra. So the point is that uh, to daven first thing in the in the morning. That's what means next to his bed. As if as if you get up, you get up and you daven. That's what you do. You get up and you daven. Yeah. Because when you get up and you daven, what do you show? What are you showing Hashem? What are you showing yourself? What are you showing the world? Right. That's in your mind. That's more important. And that your entire existence is that of an Eved Hashem. That's who I am. That's why it's the first thing you do. Afterwards, you might go do some other stuff. Right? But the first thing you do is the definitional state. That's the definition. Right? Again, when you define something, you define in the beginning. In the end, that's you outline it, right? That's, that defines it. So that is the first thing that you would do. Okay. Additionally, um, we're going to be mentioning over here this other point. Of that a person should daven facing a wall, okay? And that we learn from Chizkiyahu Amelech. That when Chizkiyahu was very sick, Chizkiyahu was very sick because Hashem uh, sentenced him to death. Chizkiyahu, the tremendous tzaddik, right? Uh, but he had ruach hakodesh. He knew that that he would have a terrible Russia of a son. Anyone know who his son was? Menashe. Very good. Yeah. So, so Chizkiyahu didn't want to have a terrible Russia take over him. And indeed, Menashe became king. 
It was uh, one of the worst periods in Jewish people's history. He, he pretty much outlawed all worship of Hashem and studying of Torah and directed everyone to idol worship. It was a really bad situation. So the kids of Hezekiah didn't want to do this. So he wasn't, so he wasn't, uh, he wasn't having children. He was abstaining from the midst of Puruvu. So Hashem sent the Navi Yishayahu to him to deliver to him the message that he is going to die because of his sin of abstaining from Puruvu. But I'm, I know that I'm going to have a rush of a son. So Yishayahu said, that, that's, not, that's not your consideration. You have a mitzvah. You miss approval. That's what you need to do. The rest of it is, is, is Hashem's uh, considerations. He'll take care of it. So Chizkiah said, "Okay, fine. So I will." So he, and Yeshaya said, "Well, I'm sorry, but you know, prophecy is a prophecy. I already told you what's going to happen." So Chizkiah said, no, no, "No, that's now you're just talking nonsense. You're not giving prophecy. Well, that's just your own thoughts. I have a Kabbalah from my father's father, from David Melech." That no matter how bad the situation is, no matter what terrible situation is, you can always dive into Hashem and He can always save you. Chizkiyahu turned his face towards the wall and he davened a genuine, heartfelt tefillah and Hashem extended his life and he was able to have a uh, child, etc. Okay, that's the story over there. But the point is that he turned his face towards the wall and davened. And that's 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 it comes in because again, like we said, that uh, when we said that uh, Abu bin Yaman used to daven next to his bed, so you're saying it doesn't mean next to his bed, meaning he was davening next to, his, to the wall without an interruption of a bed in between, but uh, rather it means immediately after getting up. Okay, that's the that's the Gemara. <laughs> now, um, so the getting up and the first thing in the morning davened. Um, obviously, that that we've discussed. That's the concept of davening nates. What is the concept of? putting your bed with the head of the bed facing towards the north. So north in Hebrew is called the Tzafon. Tzafon is from a language of Tzafun. Tzafun means the hidden, the hidden place. Why is the, what does the north have to do with the hidden place? It's dark, why is the north dark? What? So, so first of all, that there's a couple of ways we can talk about it. Um, that he, the the south is called in Hebrew Darom. Darom is from a language of Dar Ram. The sun dwells high up. Dar Ram. So why? Because if you're on the equator, right? So the sun's gonna rise straight up, go straight across, and come down, right? So it's super bright. It's always there's like no shadows. It's just all day sun. The sun is beating down and everything, right? In the in the north, the sun is very much hidden because if you're really high up north, the sun's gonna rise and go really low in the in the south, or it's gonna rise in the east, go across the southern sky, and then set in the west. So a couple things. First of all. Not much sunlight in the north, right? And second of all, is the sun is traveling through the south, through the southern sky, and not through the northern sky. Now, of course, you're going to ask me, well, what if you live in the southern part of the in the southern equator, uh, uh, southern hemisphere of the of the world, right? What if you live in South Africa? What if you live in? Well, if you live in South Africa, you should get out because it's a terrible place to live. But uh, but uh, what if you live in Australia, okay, right? Or you live in Argentina, right? Everybody heard about the new president of Argentina. The guy is like uh, obsessed with Jews and Torah. He like says he he wants to convert. <laughs> Very interesting. So anyway, 
that was a little bit of a tangent. But um, so the answer is in a couple of different places. The morale points us out that the the Iker Yishu of the world, the overwhelming majority of the world, lives north of the equator. Overwhelming, like ninety percent or more. So the settled part of planet Earth is the northern hemisphere. So being that we're in the northern hemisphere, so then the sun is spending most of its time in the southern sky, northern sky, northern part is the hidden non-sun visited part of the sky. Okay, that was a long way to say why is the hidden place. But being that the north is the hidden place, that's the place where one's neshama goes when one falls asleep. When you go to sleep, your neshama is deposited in the hidden world. Hidden world is access for a pair of... What, what down here would be a appropriate physical portal, so to speak, for the hidden world? Well, it's the tzafam. It's the northern part of the world because the hidden part of the physical world so that's uh, going to be an access point to the hidden world of neshamas etc so therefore when you go to sleep and you go to deposit your soul into that repository you want to put your head into the towards the north that's one as well as especially important is when the person is uh, looking to bring down a new soul you need to have a child uh, so then that's a you, you to draw a soul out from the world of souls into this world again you need to draw it out through the tzafon especially for boys it's a segula so that's why one should be with their he- his head with his pillow towards the tzafon we have to stop here